Welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Today's message is God the Father. Now, here's Pastor Carrie. Good morning again. Um, we are doing this series, if you will, on the family of God. And hopefully you get a grasp of how, you know, how important it is for your family. I mean, we all have our own experiences with our own family. Some of it's positive, some of it's negative. Um, but God put us all together to learn from. And so, so our, our families... Are, are important. My sister's here. I, I love her. Um, so, and, and so, but also, the series has been, like last week we talked about the family of God is, is broader than our personal family. And it's even broader than our church family. The family of God is, um, Jesus came not just for um, Seventh-day Adventists or, or for Christians even. Jesus came um, for the entire world. So we're all part of one big family. Um, but in this process, I, I like to hear um, people's personal stories as it relates to Christmas. And today I would like Tomas and Celine's family to come forward and to share at this time. So if they can come forward at this time. Hello, everyone. Well, this is some of the family, of course. And as you know, you know, everybody gets together at their homes, especially with the immediate family. You exchange gifts. It's nice. But what do you do when you get together with a big family? We have a big family. I got other two other brothers. Another brother of mine has many kids. And, you know, we're a big family. So we get together, and what we do is we don't try to buy presents for everyone. Because it's not about the presence, as you know. It's about the family and remembering why we celebrate this occasion. Especially because Jesus came, you know, as a child to save us. And so, and our prayers, of course, we're thankful for that. But also, what we traditionally do is we exchange gifts by picking out a name. And we only buy for that one person. And it's a small gift, nothing big. And so when we get together to eat, you know, have a good time, we exchange those presents. And, and that's what we do traditionally. And that's usually the adults and the older kids. The younger kids actually uh, get a present because you know how that is. Yeah. They, <laughs> so they get a lot of presents. But uh, us traditionally, that's what we do. And my sister has another little story. Well, that's what we do now that we have our kids now that we're married. But back in the day when we were the little ones, um, every so often my dad was able to take us all to Mexico to spend the holidays with our grandparents. Um, And kids, I mean, this is kind of a nice little kid story probably, but our grandparents used to own a bike toy shop. 
Nice. So we had toys. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, whenever our grandparents would go, I guess, get their toys, get their bikes, get whatever, they would always put some aside for us, what they thought that we wanted, what we would like. Um, for me, every time I would go, my grandma would have a specific room of my Barbie house for me, whether it be the living room, the kitchen, the bedroom, something. Um, one year, I remember we came back with our, we had a Suburban at the time full of toys, including a bicycle for Sam. Sam was a lot younger than us, and he came home with a little bicycle with those banana seats. It was a little yellow bike with, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> we had it for a very long time. Um, but there, I mean, my grandma would give us just traditional Mexican toys. To this day, I have a couple of giant Mexican dolls, like indigenous style dolls, cool. that I had to put away because my kids get kind of scared of them. Oh. <laughs> They, they, they do. They, they don't like to see them. And um, first she gave me a small one, and then she gave me, like, a really big one. And we have all the, you know, we still have some of those toys that our grandparents used to give us. Um, and it was always very nice because grandparents, when they don't see you that often, they do spoil you a lot. So, she, you know, that was our Christmas with their grandparents when we were able to go now, when we were here, we would all get together at my uncle's house. And for those of you that know the Escuro family, we're huge. Um, so it was just, as a little kid, I felt it was kind of hectic, chaos, because there were so many of us in his home. But it was fun because we were the little ones. Yeah. So we got all the toys and yeah. the gifts. So <laughs> that was our Christmas as little ones. Now... We try to keep the tradition with our kids, um, and hopefully this will continue as the family expands. Thank you. All right. Thank you. I know that all of you have your own traditions and stories as it relates to Christmas. I just thought it would be nice to hear from from a few. Just give us get us right in the in the right spirit as it comes uh, as the season comes. So today we are going to talk about when we have the family of God. There's there's ultimately um, when you think of a family, we think of um, the parents and the children, and we have our God, and we're going to talk about that today. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this, uh, this opportunity to come and worship you. We pray that you lead us and guide us in our, in our time of, um, of, as we open your, your word and um, teach us what we need to hear. We pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit truly leads us and that um, we can um, experience a deeper understanding of who you are and, and how much you love us. Thank you, Father. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, in the story 
the Christmas story. Um, Matthew 1, 18 starts out as, This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. We, um, we, we understand this story. Um, this is uh, Mary um, experiencing, before they are married, um, they, that he, she has to do some explaining to do with, um, with Joseph, that she is pregnant. And, but she is pregnant and she's never been with someone. So she is conceived by the Holy Spirit. So it, it sets up this, um, unique storyline and a, um, and a, something that is miraculous, something that is, we've never heard of before, have never been done before, where, um, where something, we're anticipating something big happening. And then later on it says, she gives birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he, he will save his, his people from their sins. So here's this baby um, that's being born and it is um, Jesus and Jesus will come to save his people. So the anticipation of this baby being born is 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 huge. I remember, like, I'm a sports fan. Um, LeBron James, who's now in the Lakers, I can say that. Um, hooray! But um, he was like at eight, seventeen years old, on top of Sports Sports um, Illustrated, the chosen one. Right, the chosen one, and then there, and and so we're wondering how many times um, these chosen ones were were who are going to be the next great person, and then he comes along, and you know what, and he has all this anticipation, and he somewhat fulfills a lot of his um, a lot of the expectations. So many times in life, we look at life um, things and we put so much into it and we are let down from these expectations, right? We come to it, we, we put something into to this. Okay, here's this baby, here's this thing that's going to happen. Here's this great toy that I'm going to get for Christmas. I'm so excited about it. I can't wait. And then you get it and it's like, oh, it wasn't as amazing as you thought it. But something special is happening here. There's this baby being born. Going to be born in Bethlehem. And the anticipation is, uh, is, um, is swelling to a point where people are, are hearing about it. Where the shepherds, the angels are speaking to the, the shepherds. Come, there's something special here. And then all around the world, as we know it then, the Magi, um, following prophecy, pointing something special happening here. And what will this, this Jesus do? He will save his people from their sins. Then later on, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, 
which means God with us. Do we know what this means? This Jesus, this baby coming to this earth, going to save us of our sins. We're going to call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God, the creator of the universe, the God that, um, who, who the all-powerful, the all-knowing, going to be with us. Emmanuel, God with us. And the anticipation of this is, is far greater than we could ever expect it. Have you ever had that? Have you ever had that experience where you're like, oh, man, this, you're going um, to ex- buy this or or meet someone, and you're gonna, like you're wondering what this person's going to be like, and you, you think, oh. one of my best friends is like that. First time I met him, I thought he was not that nice of a guy, right? I, I just I didn't think he was that nice, but then I just you know got to know him, and he became my very best friend forever. It's far greater than we expected. Jesus. God comes, and the expectation is he is going to be the Messiah. He's going to save the chosen people, the people that are going to be, that are in rule, that are enslaved by the people of Rome. They, they are going to, this is what he's going to do. This is going to be awesome. God's people are going to be free. This is going to be amazing. God with us. This is what he's going to do for us. But what he did was far greater than anything we could ever expect. Jesus came not to save his people, I mean, what they thought his people were. He he came for the entire world. He came to save all of us. Far greater than what we can expect. When we hear um, Handel's Messiah... We should get Handel's Messiah to come, right? Sing some songs. I, I want to sing it, but ask Jojo. You, you don't want me to sing it. Um, but anyways, Isaiah 9, 6 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is what we expect from God. This is what Jesus brings to the table. One, he is not only when we think of God, God is old world God. We think of somewhat of rule. Right? God of power. A God of control. A God where you need to be submissive to. But this is God with us. And this is what God brings to the table. He is one. He is wonderful. He is wonderful. He's a wonderful counselor. 
You know what a counselor is? Anybody see a counselor? Well, you don't have to admit it. There's nothing. No, seriously. I my one of my closest friends right now is a counselor, and I love hanging out with this person. But a counselor is someone who listens, right? He is a our God, the Creator of the universe, right? Is a wonderful counselor who listens to you, hears you out, that you can come to, and he will guide you with wisdom to help you through your life. He is a mighty God. He is powerful. He is that, right? So, which means he is capable, right? In our life, we wonder, we're stuck, we're trapped, we don't know where to go. We, we're, we're, our life is hopeless. Praise God, we, just, we don't have just a God. We have a mighty God who can do great things for us. He's everlasting. An everlasting father means he's... He's, he's not going to give up on you. He's there for eternity. He is always there for you. And you can trust him forever and ever. He's also a prince of peace. A God who gives us the ability to be calm. To live life with joy and happiness because, and, and to bring, give us peace. What an amazing God, huh? This is Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. What does it mean? This is what it means. A wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, and a God who brings us peace. Praise God for this, Jesus. And then, um, continue on. He says, of the government, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign David's throne and over his kingdom establish it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. You wonder why, you know, there's so much chaos in this world. There's so much confusion. Even within religion, there seems to be so much um, fight and and some people will blame God because of there wasn't, if we didn't have religion, we wouldn't have so many problems. When we read this, God came to, to bring, um, of the greatness of his government, he would bring peace to no end. He will uphold justice and righteousness that will be forever. That's what he came for. He's a wonderful counselor. He's, he's almighty God. He's an everlasting father. He's a prince of peace. This is who he is. 
This is what he came for us to experience. But sometimes, maybe, um, he's offered this to this. He's given this to us, but we have to accept it. We have to apply it to our own lives. Maybe we, we like um, the, the idea of Jesus coming on this earth and who he is. But our human nature also likes something else. And we apply, we're we applying to something else which creates the fight, the confusion, the chaos in this world. It's not God that causes it. It's just us doing it in the name of God that's creating this. We just, let us let God be God, our God, and he will provide everything he promised for us to have. My last verse is, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Psalm 73. You see this? This is what God does for us. We live in this world. You and I, we go through our days and we we struggle. There's pain and there's um, broken relationships and there's hardship that exists in this world. And we're, none of us are immune to it. As we see here, my flesh and my heart may fail. But we know who God is. God is, is the strength of my heart. And my, my portion forever. He, as we experience what Jesus has, has done coming onto this earth, he, he, we live our lives knowing that, yes, there is this stuff that's happening, this chaos and this confusion and this hardship. But God is a mighty, wonderful counselor who wants to bring us peace. And as we walk through our daily journey, experience, we come to him. And he gives us this. He gives us the strength that will last forever and ever. Praise God. So remember that at Christmas time. Remember that during this holiday season, what we are experiencing, what to expect because Jesus came onto this earth. This is what it truly means that we can live, we can be, we can experience this incredible strength that comes from him. Let us pray. Father, Lord, thank you so much for this day, this time, this opportunity to come to you. We pray, Lord, that you be with all of us as we um, are going through our daily walk, as we're um, trying to survive this season, trying to deal with the, the, the hustle of trying to get every, everything done, getting the gifts to everybody and, and, and the stress that often comes with this season. But Lord, help us to remember. God wants you give us peace. 
and love and strength. You provide that for us. All of us here can experience it and have it. Help us to accept it from you. Help us to accept what you have come to do, to give us, Lord. Thank you, Father. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downeychurch.org. God bless.